Welcome to the Black Country Business Podcast. We're your coaches, Louise Hayden and Andy Hemming. Today we're going to be talking about Work-Life Balance Week, how you can get more from your business to give you the life that you want. Welcome to the Black Country Business Podcast. So this week is National Work-Life Week, all talking about work-life balance. If you're on social media, probably see quite a few of these posts going around. So we thought, why not make the podcast about work-life balance? Because as business coaches, isn't this what we do? You see, the business is the vehicle for your life, isn't it? What do we get into business for in the first place? It's to have a better life. So I thought today we would actually look into this. And first of all, what does work-life balance week actually mean? So Andy, I think you've done a bit of research on this, haven't you? You've actually pulled it up on the internet. So what what does it say work-life week is? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? National Work-Life Week is an opportunity for both employers and employees to focus on well-being at work and work-life balance. Employers can use the week to provide activities for staff and to showcase their flexible working policies and practices. That's what it says. Oh, I'm just looking at your face. You don't, look, you don't <laughs> seem too impressed with that. Yeah, I'm just wondering what happens the other 51 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Should we work work life year, work life decade? Do we we just do it for one week? Why wouldn't wouldn't we be focused on maintaining that all of the time? No, I mean, I I understand that there are certain weeks that are going to get in the way and, you know, we're going to be under a bit more pressure than others. But heck, um, it's an awful long time to wait, isn't it? Another 51 weeks till the next one. (laughs) (laughs) I, I guess that the whole thing around this is about awareness, isn't it? Well, I think there's a number of things to be aware of, isn't there? First of all, I mean, back to your point, the business is a vehicle for our life. So if you're sitting listening to this as a business owner, then um, what's stopping you designing your business to have a better work-life balance anyway? Mm. And and if you employ people, what's stopping you designing your business so they can have a better work-life balance too? Because surely you want them to be fresh and um, working at their optimum for you. And if they're all working their tails out, that's not going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got to be a win for everybody, isn't it? So yeah, this should be front of mind all year round, not just for one week. I don't see how it can be anything else, really. I mean, we all know that we perform better if we're maintaining a good balance between looking after ourselves, looking after our family and looking after the business, Um, whether that be our business or our job. You know, the business is still a business for our life, isn't it? Whether we're employed or a business owner, it doesn't really matter. Um, So we have to keep those things in balance. And if one of them drops out of balance, chances are that all of them will. (laughs) I think going back to this this whole ethos around it then, um, it, for me, it's like how do we become educated in, in what we do with this work-life balance anyway? Because as business owners, um, a lot of us tend to come from the, the employee background of um, being educated that we first of all must work nine till five every day. Um, of course, that comes from the schools as yep. well um, yep. so we're educated from a young age that we must be in this nine till five every day yeah um and for me and I'm, I'm really big on the social media side and instagram especially as well i see a lot of people going oh it's all about the hustle andy it's all about the grind it's all about the get out there and work all these 80 hour weeks and things and, and then realistically in the in our world anyway we we don't want to be teaching uh, clients that at all because where's the leverage in that 
I mean, look, it's very simple as far as I'm concerned. This is a question that I'd regularly ask people. So, you know, when you're running around doing all that stupid, how many great ideas do you have about how to change something and, you know, really get the business moving forward? Mm. And the answer is, of course, none. And then I go, you know, when you're lying on your sunbed when you're on holiday, how many great ideas do you have about how to move the business forward? And they go, loads, always get loads. Great. So isn't this the point? What we need to be creating is space for that balance because that's where change happens. Running around like a blue ass fly doing the same thing over and over again. Change is not going to happen. All that's going to happen is going to put out more fires and more fires will always come. Um, But for me, you know, it's about stop doing stupid and start thinking about doing the high value stuff because that's stuff that will change. And, you know, there's no reason why you can't work less hours and have a better business and have more balance in your life and have a happy team and, and. Yeah, the word and. Not or. Absolutely. Why do most people choose or? Yeah. Crazy, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's really interesting you say that, Andy, about this this idea of and the amount of people we speak to. We go, well, you, you know, I, I need to work so with so many hours so I can have this, or I could be having more time off, but then I wouldn't make as much money. Well, yeah, but you're not thinking and, are you? Think you're still thinking this or mentality. Well, yeah, very much so. And I think you know, back to that point, if. If you, if you look at it, I mean, I'll probably put this into the context of the 80-20 rule. You know, probably 20% of what we do, 80% of the impact, 80% of what we do, pretty bloody stupid, really. Um, lower value stuff that doesn't really cause any change to happen. So how much are we really making time for the 20% of the stuff that really does cause improvement and better things to happen? And I think for most people, the answer would be they're not. Yeah, it's really interesting, Andy, that if you think about it, the business owner as well, only the business owner can grow that business. So what are they doing? The stupid stuff, as you would put it, the 80%, when that 20% stuff would be growing the business even larger than it is now or more successful. It doesn't mean large. It could be more successful. Um, Yeah, and employing people to do that 80% stuff you know, there's the saying, isn't it? What what is it cost? Um, not not employing. What's what's the saying? It co- saving, saving a wage, wage is costing you a fortune. There you go. I'll get my words out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to this work life balance thing. Then let's give the guests give our listeners some practical stuff. If you want to have the have the achieve that more work life balance, where do we start? Well, with the have, I mean how many people actually sit down and work out what they want balance to look like. Mm. So start with the end in mind, right? How clear are your goals right now on what balance means for you? Mm-hmm. Now, I'd say that's got to be the first step, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Getting clear on um, what that looks like. And it's really interesting as well, if you are thinking work-life balance, then when was the last time you actually sat down with family and went, right, okay, what do we want you know, we talk a lot, Andy, about organisational goals and the organisation's mission and vision. But what about your family vision? What's the family mission? What sort of goals do you need to be hitting along the way there as well? And what milestones? What are you going to do when you actually reach and get that business to where you want to do? What sort of, how are you going to celebrate it? And I feel that this is sometimes missed 
Um, so yeah, to get what, back to what you were saying, Andy, if you don't have these discussions and work out what that have is, then what were you in business for in the first place? Right. So, I mean, uh, one of the first exercises we get people to do, isn't it, is put a dream board together. Mm. You know, sit down with your family and get a, vi- a visual representation of all the stuff you want to do and have. So that's very much that have, the set the goals. And I remember when we did that as a family, you know, a set, we, we all clustered around the computer. And this is like 10, 12 years ago now. So kids significantly younger. What do you want to do? So, you know, we put all the stuff, we found out all the pictures of safaris and all that kind of everything, the whole list of ev- what everybody wanted to do. We put it all on this visual uh, dream board, pictures of all these experiences that we wanted to have as a family. Some things that we wanted to do on our own. And isn't it interesting that when you lay that out in front of you, number one, you have to start thinking differently because Mm. how Mm. much time do you need if you want to go and do that stuff? Number two, what does the quality of the business need to be to let you go and do that stuff? How much money do you need to be making you know, it really, really interesting. How inspired does it make you feel looking at that dream board going, well, actually, I could go and do all this stuff if I make my business a certain way. Um, now, you know, we're on, we're on our second dream board now because, well, we, and there's been various iterations along the way as well because we've just done it all. Everything that was on the first one, we've done it apart from one thing. Now, um, and that's just because we haven't been able to get tickets for it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but for me, you know, that, that whole work out what balance means for you and what, how much time do you need to have, how much money do you need to have to go and do the stuff that is important to you as a person, you as a family, um, and then design the business around it. Um, so, yeah, goals, super important. But then there's some really other important questions as well, as far as I'm concerned, which is, who do you need to become to have that business? You know, I I look back um, when when I first started with Action Coach 2007, you know, the top top performers in the business were doing a certain number every week um, and every month, you know, we knew what good looked like. And then somebody came in and within 18 months of joining, she just smashed the paradigm of what good looked like in action coaching. (laughs) And I remember looking at it and balance is actually one of my core values. It's why I set up my business to look like it does, you know, work three days, two days for me, two days for the family. So that's balance. Um, You're actually known as the part-time coach, aren't you? Pretty much. (laughs) Um, but equally, biggest bang for buck with results in the shortest Absolutely. time yeah, possible. Yeah, you know? leveraged coach. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, I looked at the number that this, this particular coach was turning out and I went, I couldn't do that because I'd have to work too hard. So it'd throw me out of balance. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, what I now know to be true is that's complete rubbish because it was just that I had to change the way I perceived how to create that number Mm-hmm. And isn't it interesting when I look at that number now, I've created that in far less time than I ever thought possible. So it's just about who we become on the journey, but we can't become that person unless we've designed what we need to to get to, you know, be clear on the goals. And I think that's where most people fall down. They just become consumed by the treadmill of their business and forget that they've got to design a life as well. That's right. Yeah, I mean, if you can, if you was to have, let's say, it was down to a business goal, right? Okay, you're the owner of a one million pound business right now. 
would the own, what does an, the owner of a 10 million pound business look like? What are they doing differently? How are they thinking differently? Because everything's possible. Anything's possible. It's just that they're thinking a little bit differently. That they've learned something along the way that has got them to that position. So without being clear on what we want, who do we know who we have to be? We don't. We do. We do it. There's no other way to do it. That, that's the point. And you know, this is um, it's really interesting, isn't it? When we sit down with people and we start looking at what they've achieved, because when, when we when we crystallise their goals, when we first start working with them, they they sort of only believe that certain things are possible. So you know, I was chatting with a client last week who was saying that um, you know, oh, isn't it interesting that twelve months ago when we sat down, um, you know, I was looking at this and I was working. I, in, in the operations of the business and I was just really busy and you know the management team were doing some good stuff but they were really not managing because I was doing all of that um, and we set a goal 12 months ago where I, I wouldn't be doing any operational stuff and I'd be working four days a week um, and uh, the management team would be running the business and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm working three days a week and all I'm doing is thinking about the strategy of the business. And that's just in 12 months. And I went, actually, it's nine. <laughs> do you think it might be time to go and set some new goals? So that's what we're going to do in the next couple of weeks. You see, isn't it interesting that we constrain what we believe we can do because of what we believe is possible? And then we prove something entirely different to be the case. So the half can change, the B can change, and then what we do changes as a result, and even more balance is possible. Really interesting you, you say that, Andy. I heard a great little quote this morning. It's fantastic. It fits in with that. People don't believe what they see. They see what they believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't so that So that, right? that idea of the B, you know, beliefs come into that B as well, the who you need to become. Yeah. Um, so what sort of beliefs do you need to change around this? Because the beliefs of a £1 million business owner, a £10 million business owner, completely different. Completely different. Absolutely completely different. And who spends the most time on a sunbed, do you think? <laughs> Thinking about what, what, where to take the business next? Yeah, absolutely. Because you can't run 10 times as fast in a £10 million business as you did in the £1 million business. Chances are you might just have to slow down and think about it a bit more. Yeah, there you go. And if you choose to think about it on the golf course or on a sunbed while you're on holiday, relaxing by the pool with your pina colada going on, happy days, isn't that what it's all about? Well, is this going back to the whole work-life balance week? I think we've kept on track with that because, yeah, we yeah, took it into completely. a lot of depth here and, and, and this is what it's all about, isn't it? Um, if you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, really important point, isn't it? The one that you made right at the top end of this, where we're taught in school, you know, turn up at nine o'clock on a Monday morning, finish at five o'clock on a Friday night, and if you're not there, you're playing truant. Mm. That's essentially what happens. So as a result... What we do is get it in our head that we have to fill a working week. Mm. Now, I guarantee there's only one way you can fill a working week. There's got to be some crap in it. There has to be. Um, because if you look at back at the 80-20 rule, if the 20% of what you do is the highest value, that means that there's 80% in there that somebody else could be doing for you. And as a business owner, that means that 
you can get out of that business without doing a full working week, in my opinion. And we prove it to be true again and again and again. Um, and equally, we can give our team members more balance because we can get them focused on their highest um, performing stuff and stop them doing stupid too. This always works. We see it again and again and again in all the clients that we work with. Absolutely. We? So in my clients too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's just about back to that saving a wage is costing you a fortune. Um, how much balance is that taking out of your life? You know, you get 4,000 weeks, for God's sake. That's a lifetime if you're lucky. So how many blooming weeks are you spending doing stupid or not having the balance that you probably went into business to create in the first place. It's really interesting you say that, Andy, because this works on so many different levels, this work-life balance. Are you thinking work-life balance over the week? Are you thinking it over a year? How many months did I take out of my business year? Or you think, or also, it can also apply to a whole lifetime. Of course. How much work are you going to be doing? Are you going to be working till you're 50, working till you're 60, 70? 80? Well, look, I mean, for, for me, why think about uh, it, when you take it into the context of the lifetime? It's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of people think about retiring. Mm. So 65 years of working the tail off and then however long of doing nothing. That doesn't sound like balance to me. No. So, you know, back to, I think I've worked um, seven years out of the past 30 because of how I chose to structure my business. Has it compromised performance? No. Um, yeah, at times, but over the duration of the business, has the business grown every single year without fail? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so I think the, the, the question is, you know, back to that design, back to clear, what do you want it to look like? How are you going to create it? Why would you wait till 65 to have five days a week off when you've been working seven up until then? Crazy just bonkers crazy just because that's what the the world tells you is normal right <laughs> but what's normal um we're experiencing some new normals this year aren't we so um normal is for you to define and it's your balance to find um and you know if you don't believe that that's possible look again so, Lewis, I'm guessing that most people have listened to today's podcast and they're thinking, yeah, of course I'd love a better work-life balance, but maybe I'm just not quite sure how. Well, here's the thing. What would your ideal work-life balance look like? And if you're not sure how to get there, just, it's simple. Follow the link in the description to this podcast. Jump onto our website, book yourself a complimentary coaching session and we'll help you work out how to get there. And remember, guys... If you've got some value from what we've been talking about today, feel free to share it with any other business owners you know who you think could get some value from listening to. Take care. Speak to you soon.